time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Thrivology Podcast, where we talk about how you can create your thriving life. And today we're going to drill on that whole create piece and how that fits in to the Thrive Code. That's what this is all about, how to thrive in your life. I talk about the art and science of thriving. And there are some things that are just in the science of this, right, that we understand from research that's uh, coming out all the time about how to have a better life and also the art of that, how to put that into practice in your own life. This has been a journey for me of a number of years. It's been something I've been interested in my entire career. My training, my background is as a therapist, and along the way, I realized that a lot of times what we're missing out on is the upside of life, right? We often, as therapists, we're working on what was wrong with people, locked in on that, how to fix people or get them at least back to base level, right? To some slight level. And and the problem is that I think there's a whole other side of that, um, the upside of that. How can you expand your life even further? How, you, how can you live a more outstanding life? And along comes positive psychology, which is what drilled in on that, that came out of resilience research. And now let's take that process and talk about how you use all of that, all that information, to build your thriving life, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what difficult times you have, because the fact that you have difficult times, it doesn't mean you're not thriving. <laughs> it just means that you're alive, it means you're a human. And so what we're trying to do is figure out how to keep on thriving in spite of, even because of those struggles along the way. And so right now we're in the midst of a series that I've called the Thrive Code, that's this code that we can follow on how to thrive. And I want you to think of it a couple of ways. A code is, you know, a lot of times you have like this code of conduct that you live. And so it fits into that idea that we have this code about us that we can carry with us. So I have this own, my, my own code, my own credo that I would follow. And, you know, whether it's the warrior's code or whatever, it's this credo that we would stand by. And I want you to think of it another way kind of like programming language that you would find maybe on a computer, right? That there's this background code that tells the machine what to do. Whatever you put input, it goes through that code. Whatever comes the computer's way, it goes through this code. So the program that you're running does what you want it to do. It's got the right code to give you the right output. So a coder language is also kind of what's behind everything. If we have some pieces that are behind everything, then whatever the nitty gritty of life, no matter what comes your way, you have this code to pass that through to understand. And so this is our fifth in that series. I started uh, right at the beginning of the new year by talking about challenge. That's my word for this year. My word that I live into uh, is challenge, how to challenge myself, how to take on challenges, how challenge comes to us as ways of giving us strength. The second week, I talked about control, as in what you actually can control. Not what we try to control. That's a lot of stuff we can't control. But what we can control, which ironically, 
often people fail to notice and fail to control. So that was an attempt to talk through how do you step back into control of your life. The third week, I took on community. One of my troubling realizations is that where we are as a world is based on tribal thinking, which is basically how I set myself apart with a small group or maybe even a large group, but a group where we define ourselves by the exclusion. You're not in my tribe. And I noted for you that I noticed this as a rising trend some time ago as people would start talking about my tribe And what concerned me back then was it seemed benign and seemed like a way that people could say basically my fans, right, or my group that I associate with. Well, now we've seen what happens when we take that to extreme. My tribe says, you are not part of me. I am something beyond that, right? And and the fact is that we are all more human than not. There really isn't a whole lot of diversity among us if you look at our genetics, right, of what makes us a a tribe of the whole planet of people instead of trying to bring it down to tribe. And so what I proposed and said was the idea of community in two ways. One is community allows people to include themselves. If you live somewhere and you say, my community, well, people can choose to move into your community and be a part of that community. Community is an expansive, how can we bring people into an association together, a connection together that's not about exclusion, but inclusion. When you build community, you are including, not excluding. But the second piece of that, equally important, is the fact that we need community as humans. We need intimacy, connection, and community. And part of a thriving code is the fact that we create our community and our intimacy and our connection with people. That that is part of what we need to thrive. Humans are not built to be lone individuals. We are built as social creatures. And whenever anybody is in isolation, their health suffers, their psychology suffers, their uh, capacity of dealing with things suffers. It's only been proven through this pandemic. Isolation has eaten away at many people's lives and well-being. So community is something you need in that code. Last session, I talked about contribution. Contribution is the place where we feel like we're giving back. What can I give to the world to leave this place a better place than I found it, right? Contribution is the place of meaning for us. When we focus on what am I getting, we end up thinking about scarcity. When we focus on contribution, what am I giving, suddenly we're talking about abundance because I'm giving from my abundance. The fact is that we have known for millennia now that what we all need in our life is a sense of meaning and purpose and contribution, asking the question, what am I giving back? How am I contributing to a better place? How am I making this place better? Leaves us both meaning and purpose. Now, that brings us to this session about create, creativity, and how that is part of our thriving code. And so if you're thinking to yourself, but I'm not a creative person, Hear me out. 
You are. <laughs> you may have been told by some art teacher long ago or in some comparison to somebody who is creative in some area that you're not, that that somehow meant that you are not creative at all. And I want to challenge that. In fact, my word for last year, for 2021, was creator, to see myself as creating, to see myself as creating my, how I understand the world around me, how I am working in my job, how I see the world, how I understand my role in the world. So let's talk a little bit about this. The fact is that creativity is one of the areas where humans are most astute at that. It's, it's like it's in our DNA to be creators more than any other creature on this planet. Now, let me just say, I'm not saying that there is no creativity in other, any other creature. We can see it when um, certain animals have, have used things for tools, right? They've used tools. They've also created habitats for them to live in, homes or other things. So there's some creative work, but it pales in comparison to how humans create. It's like it's, it's our, our tendency right off the bat to create, Animals often will shift their habitat. You know, if an area gets inhospitable to an animal, the animal will find another place. And so a lot of times we can watch as the climate has changed over uh, the many millennia of the earth, that animals have migrated in those eons of time. They've migrated uh, and they've also gone extinct and come into being. And so part of what they're trying to do is deal with the environment around them. Humans, on the other hand, figure out how to adapt themselves to the environment, to go to even more inhospitable places. You're not going to notice how uh, there are many animals going, you know what, I think I'm going to climb the Himalayas. I think I'm going to climb Everest. Humans look at that and go, okay, how could I climb that? Animals aren't you know, picturing the how can we go to the worst places on the planet for natural survival and survive, and yet humans are doing that on a regular basis. We go to colder and colder areas where only certain animals are adapted to it, and our human body not being adapted, we just create ways of surviving there. The same in maybe inhospitably hot areas where animals have had to adapt. Humans figure out how to adapt the environment or adapt themselves through creativity to that environment. Our homes represent that. Our clothing represents that. Our tools represent that. Our technologies represent that, that we have created ways that we can be in different areas. Now let's go a step further and let's just say that humans are creators by our nature and that that pretty much uh, accounts for all the good and the evil that humans have done. Humans created methods of destruction, atomic bombs, other methods of destruction. Humans have also created great ways of enjoying the world, of magnificence of art and uh, buildings and so many other things, technologies that allow us to live our lives in better ways. Medicine is all about creating, of inventing and creating. And it's a natural spark within us. 
it's what's led to our cultural evolution all along. If you'll notice, there are some animals that are still living the exact same way they've lived for millennia. Humans have evolved our culture, as well as ourselves, along the way of those millennia. By many standards, if we look at how we live now, compared to even 100 years ago, we're so far beyond in comfort and in what we've created around us, and also what we've destroyed through that creation. If we go back even further, I mean, the, the idea that we are now living much more rich lives than the most wealthy people 200, 300 years ago could have ever imagined, 400, go back even further, 500. Some people have, have told me that, you know, when they learned that I, I do a paleo eating kind of thing, they go, well, you know, how do you explain the fact that back then the average age was 36? That, you know, that was, that was the life expectancy was 36, and they use that as a way of trying to say that people who were eating the way I try to eat, maybe 80% of the time, um, didn't live but 36 years, except for they're wrong. The people then lived a very healthy life if they made it past getting sick. Well, first being born and living through childhood and getting sick or injured in ways that kept them from moving forward. If they escaped that, they lived to old age. So what's made the difference? Our creativity of being able to make sure that babies are born more healthy now than before and survive childhood and survive illnesses and injury. That's all about creativity. We've created warmth so that we can survive when it's super cold and ways to cool things down when it's super hot and ways to make sure we have food on a regular basis, we've basically been able to escape and grow older and older as an average age expectancy because of our creativity. So many different examples just to point to the fact that we as humans are creatures of creativity. So we adapt, we create. And so the question we have to ask is not whether we're going to be a creative, but how can we understand that as part of our spark of being human? So I want you to think about the fact that creation is really a way of us engaging in the world around us. Being creative, to create, is to engage. If you've ever done art, if you've ever done a project, if you ever worked on something, you find yourself fully engaged and immersed in that experience in ways that you don't do as a spectator. You know, I find that when I am, for instance, writing, I become so engaged with the ideas, with the capacity of putting something on paper and creating something new with the exact same words that have been around us for so long. And in the order we put them, that creates a new way of understanding, of thinking through something that's very engaging. If you've ever done a painting, you can become engrossed and enmeshed into that experience as you're trying to replicate something you're seeing. The same with being a photographer of trying to frame everything just right or a sculptor trying to bring some nuance out of something solid that represents something they're seeing or so many other ways that we're creative. But let's take it a step further. Think about how creative we are in daily life. 
in so many ways. So let's just take for a moment any hobby you have and notice the creativity of it. When I was growing up, I was a magician. As a magician, I was trying to create and learn tricks or ways of performing that would fool people into believing that what I was doing was true magic. That's a very creative capacity. When I've been going to jujitsu more recently, I realized that part of what's going on in jujitsu is the creativity of dealing with what's there. The people who uh, struggle with jujitsu, it's because they're trying to force something they want to happen rather than creatively dealing with what is actually happening. So part of what I tried to practice was waiting to see what my opponent was going to give me to be creative with. Now, they were doing the same, so we're, we're trying to kind of bounce each other ideas of moves off each other until one of us comes to a dominant position. But it's a creativity of that. I see what's there and try to create it in a direction I want it to move. Now, when I go to rock climb, I see all of these positions that are possible on the wall and I have to create my way of using the obstacles and the opportunities to get to where I want to. It's a creative venture. I have friends who are excellent at mountain biking and they're creating a path given what's in front of them. You see, creativity is not bringing something out of nothing. It's dealing with what's there in creative ways. So creativity is engaging versus being at a place where you're just kind of feeling stuck in a repetitive routine. Creation is also meaning making. Sometimes we create something to make sense of the world around us. Maybe it's art or some other creative endeavor that's an attempt to make sense of what is happening and what we're experiencing. Sometimes we do it to make change. Inventing a new technology or changing some technology that's out there in a creative way is trying to make some change that creates a, a, a new meaning to things. Sometimes we're trying to make something more meaningful. Maybe some um, different ritual is created to make a deeper sense of our meaning of the world, of understanding of the world. My family is, has kind of this habit of creating new traditions on holidays. And sometimes, basically, a new tradition is we did something one time and we did it again, and now it's tr tradition. But all of those traditions are there to deepen the meaning of that holiday for us as we experience it sometimes the creativity is trying to express the almost inexpress inexpressible i have some colleagues who are art therapists that allow their clients who can't figure out how to express what's going on internally to externalize that through their creativity. Sometimes they don't even know what's happening, what's going on, that they use that as a way of a healing path. The same is true of many forms of art that express things that are so deeply difficult. The expression that we find of these very deep things, we mine through our creativity. Which brings me to challenge you. If you say to yourself, I'm not creative... Let me just suggest that you have cubbyholed what creativity is. You're human. 
you're a creator all the time. What you may have done is taken some specific area of creativity that somehow for you has come to represent creativity and applied it to yourself rather than seeing life as being creative. That every day we're getting up. If, you're, if you cook food and you modify some recipe you got somewhere else, first of all, just cooking itself is a creative activity. You're taking ingredients of one thing and transforming it into something very different. That's creative in itself. But let's say you go, oh, a little more spice here. That just became another layer of creativity. Let's say that you are writing reports. You say that's not creative. Well, you're bringing a bunch of words together in a different way than they've been put together before. You say I'm not creative, but maybe you're a financial planner. And the plan you're creating is, by its nature, a creation. It's creative right there. Maybe you say, well, I'm, I'm more athletic. Every athlete is being creative and how they move, where they move, how they go, where they go. And how they hold their hands and their body is a creative process. Maybe you say that, you know, I just keep doing the same job over and over. Well, even if you do a repetitive task at work, even if you never change it at all, and what I've noticed is that people try, try to find ways of innovating that to make it more comfortable or easier on them. So that's creative. But you may do it other places. When people are playing video games, there is a creativity in it. You know, they keep trying and experimenting. Experiments are by their nature creative. So what I'm suggesting is that you find where you express your creativity instead of saying you're not creative to look and find your venue for creativity. Because when we say we're not creative, we shut off part of what is already there and is embedded in our DNA as humans. So let me give you a few suggestions on how to look at that creative urge that's in there. First one is to note the natural standard of creativity in the arc of time. The earth has been constantly evolving and creating. I mean, if we look at volcanoes that are bringing new islands up, that's a creative process. Now, also notice that many times creativity is destructive on something else. But the world is constantly in a creative change. Creation and destruction often go hand in hand. Look at the seasons. I mean, it's a very creative process that's just in front of us that starts, you know, in, in the midst of winter when everything looks dead, but everything underneath is beginning to take shape and form, ready to spring forth in the spring, only to blossom fully into the summer, give its harvest, a creative harvest in the fall, and then lie dormant again, getting ready to repeat the cycle. Look at children who are by nature creating every day new skills, new capacities as they grow. In the arc of time, we're surrounded by creativity. When people say, you know, it feels like nothing's changing, they're not noticing. It's constantly changing. The second thing is to see where you are creative already with new eyes. Put on your creativity goggles and notice where in your job 
you're creating in your activities, your extracurricular or even your hobby or activities that you're doing have their creative side, no matter what they are. They have pieces in there. Notice even in your conversations, how you're creating something out of that, creating understanding or meaning or dialogue out of that. That's a creative process that we do every day just in our conversations. When you read a book, you think, I'm just reading the book. But in your mind, you're creating the scenes. You're creating the sounds of the voices. You're creating the thoughts that carry that forward. Creation is all around you and in you, so you want to see where that creation is already taking place. Number three, seek to be creative in life. Once you've noticed it, ask the question, where could I be more creative? Because the more creative you are, the more aware of your creation you are, the more you thrive, the more you realize your interaction with life. And number four, notice the creation that's going on around you and appreciate it. Those who, instead of you say, well, they're creative and I'm not, you say they're creative in this way and appreciate it. This is creative in this way and appreciate it. I think many times we miss this fact. We pull out our phone and take it for granted. The apps on it, the technology behind it, it, it all is there. Instead of looking at it and marveling at all the creativity that goes into that. Some time ago, I was flying uh, to, from one coast to the other, basically. I was going to the West Coast. And this person was complaining about how cramped they were and how uncomfortable. And I'm, I'm 6'4", and I am generally uncomfortable in an airplane seat. And they were talking about how horrible it was to travel. We had been delayed, I think, by 15 minutes on one side of it. And they were just talking about how horrible it was. And I was smiling and nodding and trying to pay attention. And they said, you don't seem to have the same opinion. I said, you know, I'm just marveling at the fact that we are currently flying through the air, 30,000 feet in the air. And we're comfortable, relatively speaking. And what would have taken months and months and months, not that long ago, we're now doing in a number of hours. And what's holding us up is this technology that we've created We can see it around us. We can appreciate it or take it for granted. Thriving happens when we are more tapped in to the creative notion that carries us humans along than we just take it for granted. This week, be creative. Next week, we'll pick another topic of the creating code of the Thrive Code, and we'll be back again to learn how to thrive more. If you're interested in my books, you can check them out at thriveology.com slash books. That's thriveology.com slash books. Otherwise, I wish you the best as you continue to build your thriving life by using the thriving code. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.